they say you should not. You should compensate with your strengths. Don't focus on your uh, weaknesses. Focus on your strengths and make sure that you're complementing those things because you can leverage your strengths to compensate for your weaknesses. For example, there are five themes in StrengthsFinder. You have executing, you have strategic thinking, which undoubtedly, Ted, I know you would fall in that one, influencing and relationship building. It's in 30 minute hour. Welcome to the 30 minute hour. It's the personal development podcast with a seven figure entrepreneur who's looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, and today we're bringing you a special episode of Coffee and Conversation, which is brought to you by the What Now Movement. We're going to answer the question of what's the one thing that separates the good from the great? You'll want to lean in and take notes because if you apply what we discuss, you'll be positioned to make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. And we discuss principles from my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. To get your copy, visit ericmtwigs.com. Two people can have the same opportunity. One takes immediate action while the other never gets any traction. Two people can attend the same life-changing conference. One focuses on implementation while the other is stuck in procrastination. What is it that separates these two people? Well, it's the same thing that separates the good from the great. And our goal is to answer that question on this month's episode of Coffee and Conversation. So you wanna listen all the way through so you can find out what is that one thing that separates the good from the great. Well, I'm your host, Eric Twiggs. I'm the CEO of the What Now Movement. Also joining me is Dr. Sharon H. Porter, Vice President of Media and Communications, Ted Fells, our strategist extraordinaire, and Maisha B. Hoy, who is whatever she's calling herself this month. What, what is that, Maisha? What are you calling yourself this month? This month, I am the What Now Movement Marketing Mastermind because we launched our Exceptional Mastermind podcast group last month, which is Fantastic. available on our website. All right. I have a feeling, Maisha, that is going to come up again. People need to know about the mastermind. So this episode of Coffee and Conversation is based off of chapter seven of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And we talk about the procrastination prevention pyramid. So picture five levels. So at the foundation of the pyramid is what we're going to talk about today. And it's the separator. It's the difference between the good and the great. I'm going to tell you what it is. But first, I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking like, okay, Twig, so far, this is great information. Everybody looks smart and intelligent. 
intelligent, but what is this what now movement thing? All right, I'll briefly explain that to you here as far as how we got to this point. Uh, initially, it started with myself, Dr. Sharon H. Border, and Ted Fells. We knew we wanted to work together and join forces. Uh, we initially, we our plan was we were going to meet in conference rooms across America and have these events to inspire people, but then something called a global pandemic happened. And it forced us to ask ourselves, what now? Because everything was shut down. You couldn't get uh, in-person meetings anymore. But then we noticed that as we were talking to people in our respective circles, that they would say things like, oh, you know, I have this big dream, I have this venture, but I'm gonna wait until things get back normal and we agreed we said hey look <laughs> that's you're gonna have a long wait if you're ever waiting for things to get back to normal what you really need to ask yourself is what now and that's what birthed the what now movement so our mission is to inspire people to pivot when they face a challenge pivot when they face a struggle and pivot when they face an obstacle so are you pivoting or are you stopping that's the question right you need to ask yourself what now that's why we're here today. So today is another effort to move forward with this mission. All right, so now that I've, I've brought you up to speed on the What Now movement and how we're all here. So the foundation of the procrastination prevention pyramid that I just mentioned, which is in chapter seven in my book, is your attitude. That's right, your attitude is what separates the good from the great. And we're gonna break this down during our time together. And, and so the first thing I wanna talk about is kind of this, this focus, right? And, and people tend to focus on the negative. So, so all the studies show that like 80% of the, of the typical person's self-talk tends to be negative, right? Thinking about bad things that have happened, thinking about, oh my goodness, this person cut in front of me in traffic. So, so here's why that's dangerous, right? Because it's how our, our mind works. So for example, I got these, these black glasses that you see right here, right? I, I got these, I went out, I got these black glasses. I, I have to admit, Dr. Sharon, I was visually challenged. I found myself getting to the screen like this. <laughs> so that's, I need these glasses, right? And a funny thing I noticed was it seemed like everybody in the world went out and got a pair of black glasses after I did. I'm like, what's up with that? Is everybody just following my lead? Everybody all of a sudden is going out and getting black glasses? No, no. The black glasses were there all the time. But because I'm focused on it, now I'm starting to notice it. It was there the whole time. So it's the same thing with focusing on negativity. If I focus more on it, I'm going to see more of it. If I focus on what's going well, if I focus on gratitude, I get more of that as well. So it's called your reticular activating system. So the key takeaway for that, and this is the first part we're gonna each go around and talk about is how do you focus more on gratitude? What, what are some tools that we have in place to focus on the positive and what we're grateful for? So Dr. Sharon, I will throw it over to you. Great morning, everyone. Absolutely. And mine is really probably most people do it, but it is the gratitude journal. It really is. And so that's part of my morning routine, as you would have it. 
um, is to make sure that I write down what's grateful and what I've read and what I've learned is that you write everything because we have to be grateful for everything. At least I feel like we do. We we can't take anything for granted. And so, um, and I and I generally try to look at the day before because I try to do this, like I said, every morning. And I try to look at, you know, what transpired in the last few days. Um, because, you know, we always are grateful for our health, our strength, um, the activities that I live, all of those things. But, you know, what about, just having a successful day. I'm an educator by day, right? And so anytime that there is no suspensions, that there is nothing going on, I'm grateful for that because that heightens everything. And so when you focus on that, then you can say, hey, let's try to duplicate that for the next day. That's what I tell my kids all the time. We had a great day today. We're going to continue it tomorrow. And so it's really just being grateful for the little things and not leaving anything out not taking anything for granted. So that's, that, that's what I do. Focusing on the little things. Yeah. So I know people in my network, they have this habit of they, they track the things that they're grateful for that don't cost any money. Right. That those things that we just tend to just blow by and discount. I like that. You know, <laughs> like, like your health, like your family's health. I'm, so so these little things, I think Dr. Sharon, you may be on to something that people need to embrace. You know, think about the little things. Start a gratitude journal. This all impacts your attitude. And it is a separator between the good and the great. Maisha. Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> So I am a energy person. So number one, if I get a great night's sleep, I'm already set up perfectly for the day. And if I take my walk, I take those moments to think and strategize and really get into what I'm trying to accomplish. And as far as being grat the gratitude piece of it is, I get a time to look back on what I on what happened yesterday. And I think what you said was trying to focus on the positive is what I'm able to do. I'm also able really to get rid of negativity pretty quickly. So I, I, my fuse is fast. It's like I always say I'm either happy or angry. But I get angry when I'm not happy. So the most important thing for me to, is to get that back to that place. So for me, it's really letting go of the negativity because a new day is a new day and you can start your day and finish your day how you want it to go. So I really just focus on getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> it's key to my whole mentality. Looking back, taking a little time to exercise during my walk, looking back and letting go of what I have to let go of in order for me to move forward. It's interesting you say that, that, the idea of letting go of negativity. I think if you have a focus on positivity, it's easier to let go of the ne negativity. And, and it kind of reminds me of something I heard about Steph Curry, you know, the guard for the Golden State Warriors. And, and they said that he, he can be 0 for 7, like he can miss seven straight shots. But when he goes to take that eighth shot, like he has no memory, uh, literally has no memory of the other seven shots. And that's a separator, right? The, the average player, if they're over seven, they're thinking, oh, man, what if I miss this? Oh, man, I'm having a bad night. He's like, it's like when every shot he takes is the first shot. 
And I think it helped. It's again, it's his attitude. Yeah. We're right. starting to see patterns here. So Maisha, I think that's a, a great call out. And I think we all underestimate the power of a, a good night's rest. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. I got a new right. executive assistant and I put under my favorites sleeping. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so she knows. Please don't schedule late meetings or early meetings because I'm focused on that. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I, I need to get a course from you, my issue on how you're getting eight hours, but that that's a whole other show for another day. So let's, we'll just, we'll just keep moving. So Ted, what about you? So negativity just takes too much energy for me. Like I, I like I just, you know, some things it's like, I, you know, I just decide I'm just not going to hold on to stuff. I'll tell people we'll talk about it and it's, it's gone. I got to, Sort of like you said, uh, with stuff, I just have a, a short memory for stuff. You know, if somebody cuts in front of me, you know, some people, someone while you're driving, you can be like, ah, and I'm like, okay, but what is that going to do? They still cut. They still cut. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Can you do that again? I missed it. Yeah, one more time. I'm going yeah. to do that again. You can be driving, and if someone cuts in front of you, you can be like, ah. Like, one, one, they can't hear you. Right. They can't hear you. They've already cut in front of you. Obviously, they got to get somewhere or whatever. I just let it go. I don't have to pull up beside them. Right. Give them a look. I don't because <laughs> if they look back at me, that's going to continue it. Right. You know, or if they blow the horn at me and I, you know, cut them off by mistake or whatever, I'm still going to just stay focused forward because it's, it just takes too much energy for me. If someone comes to me talking to me about something that's negative, I try to, you know, try to get through that stuff pretty quickly. Um, the gratitude part of this, and you all may have heard me talk about this before, as I, as I always say that everyone has their box, their box of stuff, right? And it's whether it's, you know, their financial stuff they're dealing with, family stuff, health stuff, just whatever they're dealing with. And you know, no matter how big I think my box is, I'm always able to see someone that's got a bigger box of stuff. So, you know, if I'm dealing with this financial issue, there's someone dealing with a bigger, right? If I say I'm got an ache and pain, somebody's dealing with something even bigger, right? And you and you'll see other people and you'll be like, man, you know, I'm just blessed. I'm not even gonna, you know, I'm just gonna be thankful for what, you know, for this box, because it could be a much bigger heavier box and and you know and then i think we all from time to time want to vent and i have to catch myself in that right like, like okay all right you know move you know move from that because you know uh, you know people what's the thing that people always say they're like uh what do they have you know they don't have any uh what is it what's the what is it when you talk to somebody and you're like okay you know i don't have any complaints or whatever and then like it's nothing that they're going to be able to do about it anyway. So when you're starting to talk to people about stuff and you're like, okay, that person just kind of sits there and listens to everything that you got going, but they got the stuff that they, they got. So there's no need of really complaining a whole lot to people. You just got to kind of, you know, turn it, turn it positive and just kind of fo focus forward because, you know, it could be much worse. I mean, even though, you know, we talk, we talk about even like the pandemic, right? I mean, who would have thought like our whole lives would have just changed? Like, you can't go outside. What? 
right? You can't be around people without a man. Like, oh man, we were blessed before that. And then when that happens, now people are like, whoa, it's it's great to be able to be around your friends and family and stuff again. So yeah, just try to try to focus on um, you know, being positive, being, you know, showing gratitude and knowing that everyone's dealing with some stuff and you know, that's what happens in this uh this life thing that we're all in. Oh, for sure. And you mentioned, I, I like when you talk about the box, right? Everybody has their box. Everybody's going through something that you know nothing about. And it reminds me, Ted, you and I did this 30-minute hour episode, and our guest was Nina Perez. Mm-hmm. And I remember, Ted, I don't think I've ever told you this, but, like, I was having one of those days mm-hmm. before that episode. I'm like, oh. and when she got on and told us some of the things that she's experienced in her life, and the abuse and just some of the yeah. things she I was like, I feel great. Oh my I'm goodness. Good. I'm good. Nina Perez had her box and it really gave me perspective. Um, so I would say check out that episode because you'll definitely think you'll start feeling grateful. And but she overcame it. And that's the key. You can have your box, but it's more powerful when you can overcome it. Yeah. And go to that next level. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I was just thinking as we were talking about gratitude, I don't know if um, any of you heard of Robert Emmons, but he's actually a researcher on gratitude. And he actually identified three stages of gratitude, which I thought was very interesting. It's like recognizing. And that's what we were talking about, you know, identify everything that you're grateful for. So he said the first stage is recognizing we're grateful, then acknowledging it and then appreciating it. And I think if we think of those different levels, you know, so not only just knowing what you're grateful for, but then begin to acknowledge what you're grateful for and then uh, appreciate it. So I, I thought, I love it. That just came to my mind as we were talking um, that I've never looked at it as stages of gratitude. And I wanted to lean in on what Ted said about people. I think you surround yourself with positive energy people. Yes. Uh, I think that cannot be overlooked on how important it is to, we talk about this a lot, bringing people into your circle, people who can, you can look to, to help you get ahead, but also people who are positive, right? So when you're hearing those conversations that you're like, and maybe Dr. Sharon and I can relate, our girlfriends tend to have, once they get into something, they will talk about the same thing over and over and over. And you're like, oh, my God, we had this conversation yesterday, the day before. But being able to bring that positive energy to that conversation and really not trying to solve problems, but just saying, you know, you'll get through this. People cannot be overlooked when it comes to gratitude mm-hmm. and the energy that we put out there in the world. Yeah, because the Debbie Downer thing is for real. I'm going to post it. I'm going to find that and post it on the chat because... <laughs> Debbie Downer cracks me up. For those, I will yes. post in the chat right now. So it is about the energy of other people that you're around. Absolutely. So, so here's the big takeaway from this episode: Don't be a Debbie Downer, <laughs> or a Doug Downer. Right. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't want your thing is just Debbie. Sometimes it's Doug. Hey man, what's going on? Hey man, how you doing, man? You know, same old thing, man. Just trying to. Yeah. You know, man, this thing is this life thing, man. And after that, you'd be like, all right, man, have, have a good one, man. You have totally right. taken my day down. 
I now yeah. feel terrible. Give me everything that you are dealing with. Yes. Like, like ain't nobody else got no bills, man. Right. Like ain't nobody else dealing with some stuff. <laughs> Everybody dealing with some stuff, man. I just ask how you doing, man. Yeah, then you got to start the Robert Ebbing's cycle of gratitude again because they brought you so damn. You're like, wait, I appreciate I am not that person. Who I'm <laughs> right. 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 I'm grateful. <laughs> I it's recognize that. that you need to get away from me. Right. <laughs> there you go. That's right. the first step in the in the three stages. You don't even want to say to him, "Have a good day." <laughs> you, there's no good day for you. You already said everything. They just start all over again on that everything loop. It's a, it becomes a loop. It becomes a loop. So, yeah. Uh, man, man, man. Now that that's real. Yeah. So definitely pay attention to that. Uh, so before we go to this next section, just remember what I talked about with the glasses. You will see more of whatever you focus on. If you want to focus on negativity, be a Doug Downer, you're going to see more negativity. You want to focus on what you're grateful for, you'll see more things to be grateful for. All right. So next, and here's something that, that I wrestle with, you know, this idea of focusing on your weaknesses, right? There are people who tell you, oh, yeah, you've got to double down. You want to get better. You've got to double down on your weaknesses and what you're just not good at. You got to double down. And I, I've got a, a subject matter expert, Dr. Sharon H. Porter. Well, I'm just going to throw it to you because I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Should should people, if there's something that they're not good at, that's a weakness for them, are they should they double down on that? What should people do? Yeah. And so, and this is all based on Clifton Strength Finders through Gallup. And so I'm a certified Gallup Strength Finder, have been now for almost 10 years. And so really the concept is that you focus on your strengths. So for those of you who are familiar with StrengthsFinder, most of all, you hear about your top five strengths, but there are actually 34, what they call talents, 34 talents. And your top five are the ones that you are almost near perfect at, right? And so it's where your strength lies. And so the bottom line, Eric, to your question, they say you should not. You should compensate with your strengths. Don't focus on your uh, weaknesses. Focus on your strengths and make sure that you're complementing those things because you can leverage your strengths to compensate for your weaknesses. For example, there are five themes in StrengthsFinder. You have executing, you have strategic thinking, which undoubtedly, Ted, I know you would fall in that one. Influencing and relationship building. And I can almost, like Maisha, I definitely would see her in a relationship building thing. I don't know. <laughs> but that's who, that's where I would see her. But you take this assessment. It's about 30 minutes long, about 74 questions. And then it spits out where you fall um, on the strengths. It is so mind-boggling. It really is. And so for me, my top five... Now, my number one is restorative, which is interesting. And that just means um, I love to solve problems, which is very interesting because I do. Um, and then you have learner, always willing to learn, right? And But the key to that is for continual improvement because I'm also input, which means I like to acquire new learning, which is very different from learning. The learning piece is I want to learn to gain improvement 
the input piece is I just I just want to acquire all this information, right? <laughs> and that is so me. So when I took it and when I coach individuals through that, they are amazed how spot on the uh, survey is to your life. And what we also found out that is that over time, it does change. So what might have been a strength five years ago may have fallen down on the because we go through different things. Our life experiences bring different things. So if you compensate for that, number one, like relationship building, I'm not heavy in that domain. But what I do, executing is my thing. So what you want to do is surround yourself with people that can build those relationships. That's that networking piece, right? We all can't be strong in everything. Communication is a big one. I don't know if you've heard woo. If you, if you know anything about uh, <laughs> strength finders, everybody talks about woo. And that means winning others over. And so those individuals who have woo as their first one, those are your social butterflies, right? Always into things, always doing things. And so if you are not an executor because you're so busy networking, you're going to leverage your strength of woo to get things done because you're not maybe that one who can implement and execute, but you're going to um, make sure you build those relationships to surround yourself with people who can execute. And so it's really a phenomenon. If you haven't um, experienced that, I encourage you to look through because it's 35, what they call talents, into five things. And they simply tell you not to focus on your strength, but leverage your, not to focus on your weaknesses, but leverage your strengths in order to compensate for your weaknesses. So it's, I love StrengthsFinder. And I just encourage everyone to at least read the book, at least. Read the book as the Gallup Strength Finders. Mm -hmm. Isn't is the book name now Discover Your Strengths? Is that the same um, it's, book? it's several? Yeah, that's okay. one of them. One of them okay. in the series. It's okay. several of them. Yes. Yeah. And Dr. Sharon is a certified Gallup Strength Finders uh, coach. So if you want more information, you can certainly, or if you need more hands on help, certainly reach out to Dr. Sharon. And she'd be more than happy to assist you. But I would imagine one of the things I see with this is that it, when you talk about your attitude, it, it lowers your confidence. If you're always focused on your weakness, right? If you're elephant, you're, let's say you're an elephant and you're trying, and you're trying to climb a tree and you just can't climb that tree. You, you're thinking, oh man, but, but instead of focusing on what you do best. So right. I think you're, from an attitude standpoint, that is critical to really be clear on your strengths. Yeah. And focus like Dr. Sharon has been saying here. So, so Maisha, what, what are your thoughts? I was thinking about the elephant analogy. You're like, yeah, why don't you just pull down the tree? That's where your strength lies. <laughs> so, like, what Eric's right. trying to say. So, it's interesting to me only because, um, and I think we have our next uh, coffee and conversation uh, podcast for next year. But I think I have always been taught to eliminate the weaknesses, right? So once, once, once I've identified what I believe they are, so it's interesting to me to shift. And I think that's what your the goal, like shift my thinking into my strengths when I believe the way that I was raised, the way that I go through school, like you, you get a D in a class, you got to get that D up. Not that I ever got a D. Of course not. It's, it's, 
but in that way, that's probably so it will be a big shift in my mentality to not try to build up my weaknesses because ultimately my I'm thinking I want to be strong everywhere. So this that would be for me to go through that book or as we talk about this all next year will be a big shift in a mindset for me. And I'm sure it's probably a big shift in a mindset for others, understanding that you want to focus on what makes you stronger. But to my way of thinking, I got to get rid of these things that are not allowing me to make more money, that are not allowing me to succeed in my career. And because I think, and I don't want to take too much of our time, but the negativity comes from outside sources sometimes, right? So (laughs) you get a boss. You need to focus on these three things in order for us to da-da-da-da-da. So you start putting that in your head. This is what I have to work on. This is what I have to work on. So it'd be interesting, like I said, to go through that strength finders process for me to know what my strengths are, according to the book, and be able to, as and I like that word, compensate for the weaknesses, not focus, but really, can I build a team that is stronger in those areas where I am weak? Can I find people who can help me compensate for those weaknesses? So it's, it's a big shift in my mindset for me to wrap around, to wrap around this conversation at this point. That's, that's excellent. You said compensate on your weaknesses, don't focus on them, that there is a difference. And then you talk about make, making money we all know in business, you get paid for your areas of excellence, right? That That's ultimately what you get paid for. And if you think about the things that you're just never good at, not good at, at best, if you really go deep, you're going to, you're going to become a C player in that area, right? You'll, you'll be average at best. You're not getting paid for average. You get paid for excellence. So I, I think those are key things. Thank you, Maisha, for pointing those out. Ted? You know, it's interesting, you know, some members of my team, I always stress, you know, networking, you know, and some of the people are like, well, you know, I'm an introvert. And I'm like, well, you know, you, you know, one of the things that you have to do is is work on um, your small talk. You know, I tell them to work on work on your small talk, right? Because really people are people. So when you're in the store and you see somebody and you have a chance to speak to somebody, if you got a chance to speak to somebody on the elevator or, or let's say your server at a restaurant, like anyone that's around me, whenever we go out to eat, I'm always communicating with the server, right? Because it just gets you in the habit of just, you know, oh, you know, what do you recommend? Whatever, how's your day? Whatever. Because then when you go to a networking event, I mean, you're still dealing with people, right? And so you can easily get in and, you know, you know, spark conversations pretty quickly. It's, it's like it's 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 natural. But the point I'm making really is is that you know finding ways to deal with those areas that you may not be comfortable with, and they may give you an opportunity to be find some ways to be able to to practice whatever that that uh, that area is that you're 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 dealing with. So. Yeah, you know, I I think it's interesting. I, I think you have to look at your weaknesses. Is your weakness critical to the success of your or what you're doing? You know, that's something you have to look at. Um, and then what what are some little ways that you can get better, like Ted is saying? But I, I think you have to choose. It helps to choose your path based off of the strengths. 
right? The things that you naturally do well, you know, choose businesses, choose positions, because it's, it's hard to try to fake that or, or try to, you know, put it, get step in the character. Eric, that's the key, the natural talent. That is yes. the key. Not what you have to continue to work at, but what you're naturally good at. That's the key. Yeah, yeah. D- D- Doug Downer may have a hard time sell- selling you on something. <laughs> you know, he might, he come up, you're not trying to buy nothing from Doug Downer. You might like it, but you may not. I'm just, I'm not going to push this on you. I mean, you know, it works sometime. I mean, I, you know, yeah, yeah. that's why it's not going to work. I mean, and, and we see this all the time in the customer service industry. We, we've all gone somewhere. Maybe you're trying to get a meal, you're trying to, and it's obvious that that person is just in the wrong line of work, right? Then we've seen other people, they may be new, that you could tell they're not, but but you, there's something they just connect. And you're like, oh man, I just wanna, I'm gonna give her a huge tip. She's, you can just tell she's just so friendly. And so I think you had to really keep that in mind. So Ted, that's a great perspective you've added to this conversation. So now, now we're ready for our coffee break. Now, I, I've got a, those of you that are watching this, I, I've got a unique looking brand of coffee, right? I, I know it looks like water, but, but it's, you know, trust me on this, right? <laughs> it's a clear, it's a clear brand of coffee. There you go. All right, Maisha, we're at our coffee break. What should, should the people know about? So you should know that last month we started our first podcast ma- masterclass of which Eric and Ted did such a fabulous job of explaining how they were able to grow their 30 minute hour podcast from friends and family listening to are we at 700,000 downloads now? 830,000 now. Woo-hoo! Congratulations. Thank you. From there, we have created the Exceptional Mastermind uh, podcast, which we invite all of you to check it out. You can go to our website. I posted the link in the chat already because we're getting better and better at this. But also, if you have questions about our initial steps, you can talk to Eric or Ted by submitting your contact information on our website. So our coffee break this morning is brought to you by the Exceptional Mastermind Podcast. Yeah, you know, thank, and thank you for sharing that because it does help to, remember how we talked about the Debbie Downer and the Doug Downer, you know, in, in the Exceptional Mastermind group, Debbie and Doug won't be there. It, it, it's about positivity. It's going to be encouragement. It's going to be about helping you. You know, because it's one thing to, you can get information, right? But it's another thing to be in an arena with people who are on the same path as you with an instructor who's accomplished what you're looking to accomplish or a facilitator who's looking to accomplish, who's accomplished what you're looking to accomplish. So that, that, that mastermind principle takes things to a whole other level. Please make sure you go to that. It's the whatnowmovement.com forward slash WNM. <laughs> exceptional master we have updated our google search i'm sorry this is part of me being the marketing mastermind you could probably just do the what now movement mastermind and it should pop up directly in your uh url so google us and you can find it (laughs) that's right google us there you go thank you okay uh special shout out to bonita samuel 
Uh, I see you there in the comments section. I see others starting to, to log on. So please, as you're logging on, say hello. Uh, shout out to us in the comments section. If you've got a question uh, on our topic today as it relates to the attitude, which is the one thing that separates the good from the great, please chime in with that as well. So, so the next thing that we want to talk about here, so, so far we've talked about the need for gratitude, focusing on your strengths. Uh, so next, I want to talk about this perspective on failure. And, and Ted, I know you, you've heard me talk about this before, but I, I, I had this, this mentor who he, you know, this is, and I, I was working with him back on my Toastmasters international journey, right? I was trying to become a better speaker. And this mentor of mine, he was a member of four Toastmasters clubs at the same time. And I say, man, what, what is the deal with that? Why are you in four Toastmasters clubs at the same time? And here's what he said to me, and it kind of freaked me out. He said, I want to quadruple my failure rate. I thought that was weird, right? So his perspective on failure was different from like most people I've ever come across. Like he figured like if he's failing faster, he's getting better faster because the, the lessons from failure most of the time are more valuable than what you learn from success. Something to think about is early and that's an attitude shift. His attitude is different from most other speakers and that's why he had the success he had as a speaker. Dr. Sharon, what are your thoughts as it relates to this perspective on failure? Absolutely, as they always say, it's the first attempt in learning. And I do yeah, believe yeah. that I go by that. I I, I believe that, and I, I think when we talked about this before, um, I used, there was a thing, failure is not an option. I've said that before. I used it for things, um, for the first part, uh, when I first became a principal, it was like my thing for three years. And then I learned that it actually is an option and should be an option. Mm. Because as you said before, you learn more from failure than you do from success. And so I had to look at that. There's a book called Failure is Not an Option. And I get, I get the concept, meaning, you know, how people say that there's no plan B, only plan A, because failure is not an option. So I get the concept of it. But in order to grow and develop, and to learn, there has to be mistakes made, um, whether they're from others or from yourself. There have to be mistakes made. And so it just behooves us to learn from the mistakes. Now, if you fail and don't learn from them, then that's no good, right? But if you take the time to look to see, okay, what is it that I need to do to make it right the next time, you're growing and you're developing. I always go by, <laughs> go by uh, Robert Reeves, Doug Reeves. He is an educator writer. And he always says that if you are successful, but you have no idea why you're successful, you're a failure. <laughs> mm. And that Whoa. is so, which Whoa. means you, if you can't duplicate or replicate your success, then it's no good. You're, you're, you're getting your success by happenstance. You're lucky. You, hold on. Sorry to interrupt you, Dr. Yeah. Shane. Can, can you repeat that again for the people Absolutely. in the back? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And so what he says is that if you don't, 
if you don't understand why you're successful, then you're you're a failure. Basically, that's it. So yeah. you can be a success, but if you don't know why, you don't know how you got there. Like, wow, I'm just here. You're not able to replicate it. You're not able to duplicate it. You're not able to coach anyone, teach anyone. You're just like, I just got here. I don't know how. Woo-woo, right? That's not where you want to be. It's better to be, uh, it's better to not be successful and know why you're not successful than to be successful and don't know you why you're successful. And so failure teaches you that if you take the time to learn it. You can't just fail and let it go because that serves no purpose. So I am a huge advocate of learning from failure. You either succeed or learn, right? That's it. And so those are the two options, at least for me. Um, and I, I'm telling you, I used to think failure was not an option. And now I say it most certainly is. Mm. So, so, it's, so, so is it that failure is an option, but quitting is, is not an option? And that could be, you know. That's tweetable right there. Yep. So quitting failure now. is an option, but quitting is not an option. It's not right. an option. Right. We need that. On, we need that on some t-shirts. Right. Because you do have to keep going after the failure. Absolutely. Looks like a one of those one of your thirty-minute hour posts that I should look forward to on Monday or Tuesday, whenever y'all post those. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. It's all about. I mean, that's a huge like just that right there by itself is a huge separator. Yeah. You know, with your relationship to failure. Yeah. You know, and, and that's key. So, and tweet another tweetable quote, Dr. Sharon mentioned it. I'm going to mention it again. If you don't understand why you're successful, you're a failure. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. often, oftentimes you can look at others that are having a lot of success and you think that they really have it figured out. They really don't. They just may have gotten a break. Right. Yeah. Right. One person, they knew they were in the right place at the right time. And they got this out and you're like, man, Maisha's killing it. She's doing it all right. And and then you go, but you don't know, you know, how many, you know, shots she's taken yeah. to get that one. But <laughs> that you look one. at it and you're like, oh, yeah. Maisha, you're great. Everything is working in your world. And But we all know that you're, you're, you're one contact away right mm -hmm. that's something that just is just such an amazing thing one contact mm -hmm. away one email away you could just you could just meet someone at the store and that could be the, the you know that can change your change business it. forever change it change yeah. it forever You're in the produce section all of a sudden your man. business is different forever man these grapes sure look good don't they <laughs> What do you do? Oh yeah, I'm the head of such and such such and such. Right. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. You get your number? Yeah. <laughs> Go from there. No, you can't, but you're the great, great. <laughs> what you, what's wrong get with you? Number. No, but you never know. You never know. Now it's funny. So um I, I heard this uh there's an interview with 50 Cent, the mogul rapper, 50 Cent. And uh, he said that the worst thing that can happen to an artist is if their first record becomes a hit. Mm. Yes, that that's deep, isn't it? Because that he said, is. you know, you start to 
you, like goes back to what Dr. Sharon said, you know, you don't know why you just figure you think it's because you're great. It could just be luck, timing, right place, right. Right, all of that. You don't, you don't have the years of failure to sustain yourself. So the chances of you having a second hit are slim. Yeah. Think I'm, about that. That's profound. Maisha, go ahead. Yeah. I said, I knew I could be an entrepreneur. Um, many years before I actually started my company because failure just doesn't really compute in my head. Going back to, I let go of negativity pretty fast. Um, and also because of the, you know, the risk of being willing to go out there. Um, so I laugh when everybody says failure, cause I'm like, you, I mean, who hasn't failed? And, and, and how you, for this conversation, mm -hmm. how you frame it, right? How you look at it is kind of key to how you focus on the positive and you keep moving forward. When I started at the NAACP, like in a week, I had to speak to hundreds of people. I'm like, I, 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 that's not me. I'm not a speaker, but I forged ahead. Now, I'm not saying I did the best job, but from January to now, I'm now speaking to 200 people, 300 people easily that if I looked at that first opportunity where my knees were shaking, I don't even know how my voice sounded as a, ch a chance to fail, I may not have be where I am today, where I'm pretty comfortable. I now look forward to it. I still get nervous, but it's over in an instant mm -hmm. and not throughout the whole thing. So... I think the, the failure piece somehow has to drive you in a way. Like, I think that you have to look at it. We talked about the assessment that we need to make, the compensating for the weakness, but moving forward. So failure is, is not an option because it just shouldn't be part of our lexicon because you're going to do, you're going to learn if you are willing to take that risk. Right. Yeah, no, great points, great points. So, so Ted, Ted, what else do you have on this? <laughs> Drop another dime, Ted. Come I'll on. tell you. Oh my goodness! I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think you know the that that failure thing. I mean, when you're when you think you're looking at others. I mean, there's there's times that you know all of us kind of get into that feeling where like, ah, oh, things are not going as well you know, as I, as I'd like them to go, or not moving as fast. And then someone will come to you and be like, man, you're just doing great, man. You've been doing this for X amount of years. You, you know, you have, you know, you have an office, you have contract, like, you know, you have things that they would love to have. Right. So you, so it's also, you know, that the, the, the perspective, right. I, you know, I guess you can look at it, you know, let's say the, the glass is half full or half empty. Right. And then someone else sometimes can come to you and say, yeah, your glass is really half half full. And, you know, you think about that. And then, and then just even when you're just as a as an entrepreneur, you know, I tell people sometimes I'm like, you know, do you do you want your own business or do you want to make a lot of money? Right. Because as you're an entrepreneur, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to make a lot of money. Right. But there's the things that come with, you know, being an entrepreneur. You know, that you kind of can call the shots to come up with the strategies and just everything just around that is really what should drive you not making, making, making a lot of money is good, but you may never as an entrepreneur, not all entrepreneurs are become Bill Gates and, you know, 
doesn't mean that you're not an entrepreneur, you know, so. One of the things that I love about working at the NACP is we use this phrase a lot, give people grace. Mm. And that is give people the time, give people your energy, give them the positivity to do what they're, what they are tasked to do. And I think that applies to ourselves as well. We're talking about failure, right? We have to give ourselves the opportunity to take a breath and look at what we're doing and give us the grace to, to make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes. As Dr. Sharon said, I think that's the most important thing, right? If you're not learning, you're not growing. So that, that give yourself grace, especially it kind of helps us eliminate that negative thoughts. One, you know, people are looking at you and appreciating what you're doing, but you're also letting yourself the time and the patience you need to do what you got to do. Absolutely. And I think that has everything to do with, like, with your self-talk. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, again, this is an attitude shift. You know, if you talk to yourself with grace, you'll see better results and have more confidence than if you're like, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's an issue for a lot of people. So, Maisha, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one of the things, there, there's a special tool that's going to be on the website that I created. It's called the Lessons Learned List. Uh, it's going to be on the website, so stay tuned for that. Um, you will, well, you'll be able to use this. So whenever you have a setback, it, it prompts you through a series of questions to ask yourself, okay, what did I learn from this? What am I going to, how am I going to use this to be better for the future? So really, the, the goal is that it'll shift your perspective on your failures, and you'll be able to grab the positives out of it. All right, we're coming down the home stretch. So now we're going to talk about this thing. It's called learned helplessness, right? And, and so since Maisha really liked my um, story about elephants from before, I'm going to throw another one at, at you guys. So so here's what I think of it. This is a familiar story. You know, if you see like this big circus elephant, right? This thing is huge, right? It's a full grown, but it's got like a little chain around one of its ankles. It's a little small little chain uh, around one of the ankles. And, you know, you're like, wow, why, why didn't he just break free and keep it moving? Well, what they do is when, it, when the elephant's a baby, they take a little thing and put it around their, their ankle and of course it's a baby so they can't break free but they 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 remember that throughout their life so now they're in a they're a full-grown elephant because they have this memory of their past failure and they identify as something that can't break free they're just stuck so it's it's learned helplessness and the takeaway there is you have to be careful as far as how you identify so like if you say like people say to me all the time i i am a procrastinator Eric, you just don't understand. I am, right? So if that's how you identify, it's just like the elephant with the chain. You're going to be stuck in that behavior when you don't necessarily have to. You have the option to break free. So we have to really be careful with this learned. And they've done all these studies on other animals as well and found the same thing. Um, so critical. Be careful what comes after I am because you're going to act out in accordance to who you believe you are. So you can't you know, stay with these limited thoughts and learned helplessness. And again, I'll throw it back to Dr. Sharon. Absolutely. So I have a very personal story about the whole I am and learned helplessness. 
Um, I have to go back to my studies at um, Howard University when I was getting my um, doctorate and it got hard, right? Um, staying up all night, um, stopping, showering, going to work, it was hard, especially when it was time for the dissertation. And I started saying, I am Dr. Sharon. I am Dr. Sharon, which is how my show got its name. And people don't know that. And and I always correct because they always want to say to Dr. Sharon, say, no, no, no. <laughs> I am Dr. Sharon. Because that affirmation made got me through my dissertation process. And so I so believe in making sure that you give yourself those positive affirmations because again, it is learned helplessness if you don't. Because I could have easily said, oh, this is too hard. And what people don't know. I actually was in a doctoral program prior to that, to Howard, and I did not finish. For six years, I was paying these people. And um, this was in the middle um, when my father passed and I just sort of just shut down. Um, and I didn't finish. I got an EDS, a specialist degree out of it, but I didn't get the doctoral degree. So when I started at Howard in 2017, I was determined, but it got hard. But I continue to say that every day I am Dr. Sharon until I was Dr. Sharon. And so um, once I graduated and I was getting my show, that was the first thing that came to my mind because that got me through. So I totally believe there's power in words. There's power in affirmations. Um, and so um, that's just my personal connection with the whole I am statements um, because it really got me through a hard time. Um, while I was studying. That is powerful. Yeah. See, see, most people, they, they know about the I am Dr. Sharon show, but they don't know the backstory behind that thing. Man, yeah, that, that is powerful. All right, Maisha. Unfortunately, I dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just say, I love that story, Dr. Sharon. I mean, I think you need to tell that story more often, especially on Wednesdays for the Women Who Lead in Business podcast, because it is powerful hearing it and seeing the manifestation of it today. So I'm going to defer to Ted, who heard the whole conversation, and then I can pop in at the end. Now, can't nobody follow that story by <laughs> Dr. Sharon. That's a, I'm just a little, I, I, ditto. Ditto, right? I mean, Eric be like, man, okay. Ted, did you see what Doc Sharon said with a whole I am? <laughs> I can't believe followed. I mean, you know, affirmations, yeah, you know, you gotta, you know, speak to yourself. You gotta be your your own greatest cheerleader and supporter. And, you know, there's been times that, you know, I um have been dealing with have dealt with some certain things in in business and I'll just put it up on a big postage sheet and you know, uh, you know, you're gonna you know, you're gonna stabilize, you're gonna, you're gonna do this, you're gonna dominate. Like sometimes you just need to see that stuff written up and just look at it, right? I mean, just all this stuff. I mean, you think about vision boards, all that stuff is just kind of putting that stuff out there for you to look at as constant reminders that now no place does it say easy. Like I've never seen a vision board. I've never seen a, some posted note. I've never seen any of these, um, pictures that people have that are kind of inspirational motivated it says it's going to be easy right so i mean so you can get that out of your get that out of your you know your, your, your psyche that's going to be easy it's going to be work but you but you know 
as Dr. Sharon says, she's like, I, I am Dr. Sharon, period. Right, I'm Dr. Sharon, period. And I'm not saying it's gonna be one year, two years, three years. At some point, she's gonna be doc, she's gonna be doctor. She's gonna be 80 years old, she's gonna be Dr. Sharon. At some point, she was saying, I'm gonna be Dr. Sharon, so get used to it. I'm gonna just, you know, used to it. You, you know, I'm like, you're gonna get some business cards with it on there, you're gonna get some you know plaques whatever you're going to do with it on there because you know that that's that's your your uh you're destined for that so i think that's a i think that was a great uh you know great example and 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 very inspirational for you know for me yeah i mean i think there's a lot of applications i mean you can tell you i am you can be struggling to write your book i am a best-selling author mm -hmm. you know you can be struggling in business i am a seven-figure entrepreneur mm -hmm. i am i am but you, what you don't want to identify with is that limiting experience, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that was an event. That's not your identity, right? Failures, yeah. failures is not an identity. Failure is an event that, yeah. you're, that you're supposed to learn from. But if you say, I am that thing, you will become that thing. Mm -hmm. Either way, I, this is so important. I mean, I, we really broken down this thing of attitude and, and how it's hopefully now you can see why it's such a separator between the good and the great and, and you and you also and you also don't know everyone's story yep like you can see one's someone's degree and you don't know if it took them four years or eight you don't know you see someone's certifications that they have oh, they have all these certifications you don't know if they hit it on the first time or it took them 10 times the bottom line is you just got to get you just got to get it done i think we're gonna, all a bit aspirational at first right i started my business but i had no business but i i i entered the world as if i did right and go well you'll be my first client <laughs> yeah 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 that's right that's right so just putting down that thought right here here's who i am today i am in business i am i have a podcast i started a new studio just doing that is the affirmation and then doing the work to get to your first client i still i did the whole old school frame that first dollar i took that check took a dollar out and it's on a frame on my in my office because from that moment on i achieved what i said i was going to do so i think just starting that journey to wherever you are is your first affirmation and as we talked about last year with the goals Hitting those goals every single time, whether it's big or small, is another affirmation. So I think Ted said it best about, you know, don't quit. Because every time you learn from that failure and you're not quitting, that's another affirmation. So your whole journey to wherever you're going, whatever that end game is going to be, is a series of affirmations that we all can follow. And Maisha, no matter how things are going. You have to remember, hey, I, I haven't had to open up that uh, that frame and take that that first dollar out <laughs> right now. Now, times is really bad. Once you have to let me open this up and get this <laughs> this first dollar. That I'm, first dollar is still there. Still first, there. That's and it's very interesting. That first dollar is from a client. Or I did a beauty salon marketing. She was my first product on Qbob and we you know, like so that first dollar has really meant a lot talking about you know telling that story 
Um, I was like, golly, you're my first first product on QBob as well. Isn't that crazy? So no, I never had to break the dollar and I never will because it just is is a visual affirmation of what I did. I haven't heard that perspective before. That's great, though. (laughs) If your first dollar is on the you can be positive. You haven't had to use it. Right. Haven't had to use it. If, <laughs> it's, if, it's, your, it. if it's your if it's your first twenty, and you, it now it's, now it's become a five in there because you had to break it. <laughs> and really? you know what? That's actually like I'm never going to break it. No, never. So. <laughs> All right. Well, well, this has been a, a fantastic episode of Coffee and Conversation. Hopefully, we've inspired you to focus on your attitude and really pay attention to these things that we mentioned during today's episode. Unfortunately, our time is up for this week, but before we go, don't forget to join the exceptional mastermind group sponsored by the What Now Movement. You can go to the whatnowmovement.com and find all the information there under exceptional mastermind. Uh, Don't forget to get your copy of The Discipline of Now so you can follow along with us as we are on this journey uh, throughout the remainder of this year. Maisha, anything else the people need to know before we sign off? I don't know. Do they know that The Discipline of Now and The What Now Mindset are all on our website available for purchase? And if I can get the picture of the T-shirt, I can put the T-shirt on there as well. You could be part of a whole What Now movement movement. There you go. You have to have the t-shirt to complete your journey on this movement, man. Can I have that t-shirt? Fantastic. All right. (laughs) So please uh, go and check that out uh, so you can definitely uh, level up like we've been talking about. That is our time for this month's episode of Coffee and Conversation. Until next time, have a great one. Listening to this week's episode of the 30 Minute Hour Podcast. We need your help to grow the show. One of the best ways that you can help us is by leaving both a rating and a review. You can go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or any of those other podcasting platforms and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a bonus that we're running for this month, a special bonus. That if you take a screenshot of that rating and review and you email it to eric at ericmpwigs dot com, you get entered into a special drawing where you can win a free copy of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And then lastly, don't forget to share the show. Try share the show. Share this show with someone in your network who you know will benefit from the message. Again, I thank you for listening. And remember, don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. So keep growing, keep growing, keep